He's standing up there now, his body coiled like a spring, his fingers dancing on the frets of the Hofner, his voice wailing because he wants to tell you his story. Not in words, exactly. Certainly Paul likes to talk about himself, organising and reorganising facts and ideas to fit his evolving sense of reality. But the man's heart is in his music, so this is where his truth resides. Listen, he's done with hippy-hippy shake now and so much more is to come. It's his whole life up there, flashing before your and his ears. Now it's Jet and Paul and Linda at their height, young, in love, with children and dogs at their feet, stoned out of their sweet, goofy gourds. Flashback now to drive my car, and it's John and Paul huddled by the piano, weaving a slim idea and a bit of attitude into a wickedly slinky rocker about lust, money, and power. I got no car and it's breaking my heart, but I found a driver and that's a start. The entire writing of the song took, what, two hours? And that included a tea break. Next, jump thirty years to Flaming Pie, and a look back at that same fated partnership, with a flicker of resentment for anyone who thought he might have been the junior partner. I'm the man on the Flaming Pie. And just to prove Paul's still on top of it, here's his new single, Dance Tonight, Perhaps the most gloomy invitation to Boogie that has ever been issued. Oh, but now, a moment to remember George, with a ukulele-led version of something. This is sweet and yet strange. A ukulele? Paul plays it far more straight with his own classics, Penny Lane and Hey Jude. Even straighter with Yesterday, that gift from the subconscious whose melancholy seems to spring straight from the loss that devastated him as a teenager— that made him grip his guitar so tightly he never let it go. Let It Be tells another version of the same story. Here Mother Mary takes her own form. Then comes another tribute, this one far more emotionally complex, given all that happened and all that didn't, and where he's singing this, and how he knows full well that Yoko Ono is out there in the audience watching his every move. I read the news today, oh boy. He's never tried this before. A live take on a day in the life, perhaps the most complicated recording the Beatles ever committed to tape. It is in many ways the true apex of his collaboration with John Lennon, the seamless marriage of one man's existential gloom and another's surreal prankishness. The cameras find Yoko in the crowd, a black top hat perched elegantly on her jet black hair, and she's smiling and nodding even as the live music fades to make room for a taped sample of the famous orchestral anarchy, building to a slightly underwhelming climax in the stadium's speakers. Then there's a quick pivot, and the band lurches into full-throttle anthem mode for the chorus of Give Peace a Chance, All We Are Saying. And now Yoko is beaming and clapping along, and Paul is waving his hands to get the crowd going even louder, and the Liverpudlians are ecstatic now, bellowing and waving their tribute to a fallen hero, a sainted man, a martyr to the cause which is exactly what Paul intended, even if it's also what drives him a little berserk. So dry your eyes and blow your nose, because now we're going back to the basements of our youth, coming full circle to those sweaty young boys, so full of life and joy and not even suspecting where all of this is about to take them. A one, two, three, four. It's time for the show to end, so we're going back to the very beginning. Back to the four working-class kids with nothing but a few chords, cheap instruments, and a dream about not getting real jobs. How could I dance with another?
Paul's got a new band now, the latest in a succession of them, and the massive video screens behind them show the Beatles again, back in their prime, running and leaping and dancing together, spinning madly in and out of one another's arms. They were so young then, so in love with one another and so swept up in the joyful noise that came so easily to them. Paul's wailing as hard as he can, the place is rocking, the roof literally shaking with the beat. But it's that old film that everyone is staring at, and Paul can't resist a glance over his shoulder either. The way he looked then, the way they sounded, well, it was way beyond compare. Many years earlier it had just been the four of them, Jim and Mary and their pair of rambunctious young boys, Paul and Michael. Jim and Mary were older than you'd expect. Jim was already past forty when Paul had been born, and Mary was well into her thirties when Michael entered the scene two years later. Maybe this, along with...